Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the August 22nd edition. Three things to talk about today. The first one is a personal and slightly profane post. It was probably the hardest one to hit publish on. I spent quite a bit of time before I hit publish and uh, the first hour after hitting publish I had the most intense uh, sense of discomfort. You know the kind that comes up when uh, you are gluten intolerant and you eat uh, a loaf of bread or some parotas or whatever. Well except not just in the belly but all over the body. I've had a bunch of people check in on me. Uh, thank you, folks. I am now doing all right. This was just uh, <laughs> um, uh, this was this is not uncommon. This is just something I maybe I would have left unpublished or just written to myself, but on a whim I just published. And I've had a bunch of you write back saying it resonated. So anyway, here it goes. Most of the time, I am an ass to myself. The amount of criticism, the self-doubt, the analysis paralysis. Sheesh, it is overwhelming. If a friend did this to me, I would probably stop being friends with that asshole. But then, equally at other times, it seems I'm busy deflecting blame away from me. Didn't do a chore on time, did not finish a project at work, did not finish a project at work well enough. Oh, but you know, I run a company, I coach, uh, I have these 15 other things and come on, I'm trying. This is just silly. I'm being too critical in places where I shouldn't be, and I'm not being analytic and critical enough in places where I should be. There's this concept that uh, Annie Lamott talks about radio station KFKD, or KFUCKED, in case you're not getting it. When I distance myself from, you know, the the radio that goes on inside my head and presumably your head as well, you know, it's easy to see the obvious. My work is not as terrible as I make out to be. I'm not that terrible a human being. And I'm quite definitely at fault for quite a few of the things where I'm shifting the blame away. And when I'm able to remove the nonsense, the chatter, and deconstruct and analyze, I make progress. I make significant progress. I stop beating myself up. I have a plan for improvement. And most often, I proceed with the plan. But then there are other times where I fuck up and don't follow the plan. You know, life comes about, and I get 
caught up in the urgent and not the important and I don't follow the plan. It never is as bad as it seems. It never is as good as it seems. One thing I've realized, I am certainly the villain in a lot of other people's stories. And you know what? Deservedly so. I was an extra ripe asshole in my teens and maybe until I was 22. And in most of these stories, I'm oblivious to the fact that I am the villain. But then to let this linger, to let this bother me even today, because in a sense, I'm not that guy anymore. It is unhealthy. But how do you shut up? How do you shut up that annoying voice inside you which knows to say the worst thing that cuts you exactly where it wants to and make it hurt. Well, I wish I knew. I don't. I plod along one rap at a time and all that good stuff. I take heart from good conversations, from good interactions, from positive vibes, from the meaning I am trying to make in my life and other people's from this purpose I seem to have. In case it's not clear, there's no real point to this post. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote it, except what I've written down. I need to learn to move on from many past mistakes. It is a, a, a stone around my neck, a chain that I keep thinking I've cut the rope on, but you know, sometimes a week later or a year later, there that fucker still is, still hanging on, still chained to me. Maybe it needs a ritual, a ritual like uh, Kamal Ravikant talks about. Write a note, read it out loud, tie it to a stone, toss it away. Or maybe write it down, burn it. Dump everything out. I mean, the advice is easy. Treat yourself like you treat your best friend. Sure. But doing it is another matter altogether. And then there's the over-analysis, over-questioning part. How do you draw the line between confidence and arrogance? Between pushing yourself and being an asshole to yourself? Between fooling yourself versus forgiving yourself. Well, that's that. One presumes everyone similarly fucked in the head. Oh well, at least a few of you are, and thanks for letting me know I'm not alone in this world. Cheers. The second post, three quotes for this week. The first one comes from an old student and a reader who introduced me to Rumi. On what is fear? Non-acceptance of uncertainty. If we accept that uncertainty, it becomes an adventure. End quote. A lot of us get freaked out by ambiguity and uncertainty. 
But life is uncertain. Even the best laid plans don't go according to plan. One can never account for all variables in the system. So, why do we need to make everything less ambiguous just to feel comfortable? Would we rather simplify things and make them maybe more boring to make them predictable? I don't know. Something to think about. The second quote from Bruce Lee. One must not merely copy, but try to convey the significance of what you see. This one's hard, but intensely rewarding. For the longest time, I would take an idea that just made sense. And you know, you come across these books or quotes or uh, dialogues in movies where somebody just said something that you know to be true from the bottom of your heart, but they just said it way better than you could ever have. Well, I think maybe it's okay to hang on to that, but a lot of things, though, don't apply the same way. When I read something, my first instinct is to nod along or align myself either with or against that idea. Why? So nowadays, I calm myself down. I remind myself that I don't need to have an opinion, at least not yet. No one is waiting for me to pass judgment on it. The author or creator is not eagerly hanging on, wanting to see which side of the fence I pick. Instead, just breaking that piece down and trying to contextualize it for me. And that means I need to understand the context the author wrote it in. And then try to understand why my first reaction is, I love it, or this guy's an idiot. And then try to see what that means for myself. Like I said, it's hard, but it's rewarding. You get to own that idea because you've made it your own. The last one from one of my favorite uh, writers, Derek Sivers. The problem is taking any one person's advice too seriously. Ideally, asking advice should be like echolocation. Bounce ideas off of all your surroundings and listen to all the echoes to get the whole picture. Ultimately, only you know what to do based on all the feedback you've received and all your personal nuances that no one else knows, end quote. As someone who makes a living coaching and guiding people, this is something I want to tattoo to my head, well, which would be pretty weird, or at least hand over to everybody who works uh, with me. Because there are so many subjective things to 
what I coach. In the beginning, I thought I was a strength coach and coaching just that, but I've realized it is a little bit more than that. So the skills part, the technique part, even the here's the weight you should be using today part, well, we can be pretty objective about it. But eventually it comes down to you. Is this checking off the box that you wanted to check off? Is that even the right box you should be trying to check? Who knows? Well, only you do. That's why while strength training might be something that deeply resonates with me, it might not be. Maybe for a few years for you, but and that's okay. You need to understand for yourself. And the final piece for today, break the rules or rebels are awesome. Asking why as a kid was a, was a life-changing moment because along with asking why came the, came the notion of saying no to things. I'm sure it was the same way for you. I did what all kids do, which was just blindly listen. But, you know, the constant, don't do this, do that, eventually started to cramp my style. And by cramp my style, I mean, I didn't get to play as much as I wanted. Don't play in the afternoons under the sun was probably the first thing I was perturbed by. Like, today I get it, right? If I go play a game of cricket, even if I end up doing nothing except, you know, stand in a corner of the field, oh my, the next day, you know, the body aches. Uh, so, yeah, uh, being older, you realize, oh, this is a good rule to follow. Don't play in the sun. But that's for you, you sucky adult. Does it apply to kids? Well, sure, sure, heat stroke and all that and being sensible, but... Yeah, stop being you know, a boring adult all the time. Because as kids, we have a lot more resilience and the lack of these constraints and rules helps us define ourselves rather than this is the way we need to be. So once I could ask, my first why, and I was rewarded for it. Well, obviously, a few years down the line, I just took it a little too far. I questioned everything. Rebelled against anything I could think of. Out of a combination of you know sheer obstinacy and laziness and wanting to get out of anything I did not want to do. You know, the power got to me obviously didn't understand anything of what I was saying no to. But asking why and being persistent and being a dick got me out of things I didn't want to do. For example, I didn't know not going to the temple was an option. 
which was great because who wants to go to a boring temple when you can go play cricket? From eating vegetables, because uh, who wants to eat vegetables? From things, from mundane things like bathing. What's the point of bathing? Because I'm going to go down and get dirty in five minutes. Plus, it's time spent away from playing. And it also made me a rather poor student at school because I lost sight of learning versus just, you know, trying to score marks. And looking back, I think you could have gotten me to do anything with just a little bit of reverse psychology. You tell me not to do something and, well, that's the first thing I'm going to be doing. So in my stupid kid brain, it seemed rebelling and breaking the rules only brought good things. Plus, words like thinking out of the box were thrown about, which further massaged my ego. It wasn't until grad school, really, that I realized, okay, maybe this isn't the way to go about it. From simple things like grad school projects where there were no constraints, which made things extremely hard and confusing, to, well, more general life stuff because I was living alone and I could do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to drink at 8 a.m. in the morning, well, there's nothing stopping me. So this no constraints and no rules, well, apparently it requires a lot more work than uh, one assumed. I had not grasped the rules of the game to keep breaking the rules. And I was being disrespectful to the game. I'm going to steal a quote from Jordan Peterson here, who says it, obviously, way better. And I realize I might be misappropriating it, but it captures what I want to say. Here's the quote. The careless demolition of tradition is the invitation to the re-emergence of chaos. When ignorance destroys culture, monsters will emerge. So yeah, I bulldozed my way across things without paying heed. I had no map. I was only looking for instant gratification. You know, sh- if, if there was a short-sighted thing to do, that's what I would end up doing. And well, slowly, as one grows up, if I guess you could say that to mid and late 20s and even 30s, I saw the error of my ways. And the funny thing is, there were two parts to me, and I'm sure this applies to you as well. There was this part which was constantly rebelling, and then there was this part which was always following the rules in an effort to stay invisible. And this is primarily the reason strength and conditioning plays a deep role in um, helping me navigate life and helping me define a lot of things because it's a great sandbox. I am a textbook guy, to the letter. The hardest part, uh, which I got 
right, was to identify people and philosophies that touched me. I did that with, you know, finding people like Coach Dan John and Pavel Satsalin. And after that, I did something even smarter, which was shut up and follow these words, even if I did not understand them, especially if I did not understand them. Because understanding takes time. I understood by doing them. I understood by applying them. For example, easy strength. It took me three attempts to get it more or less right. And this was not before I became a coach. This was after I became a coach. And Dan John talks about how he is a genius for listening to Powell's instructions and getting it right. And he is. Or at least, I'm an idiot. And it took me three attempts to figure out what to do. Likewise, with this 10,000 swings challenge. It's straightforward. 500 swings a day, five days a week, four weeks. But, yeah, took me three attempts to do it well, to learn from it. Powell's training plans are easier. There are less abstract stuff. There are more shut up and do this stuff, which is why I need lesser attempts over there. But the thing is, what I learned along the way was not try to outsmart what's written down, not try to have my interpretation of it, not disagree with what they are saying just to be the counterpoint, but just learning to put in the effort. When I started doing that, because I knew these guys obviously know a lot more than me, it is time to just shut up and do, well, the light bulb started going off. Now, even today, there are things that I relearn when I read my favorite authors. And I know next year when I reread something, there'll be something new that pops out of the page. And the thing is the experience, the actual training, the application, and the teaching as well plays a huge role. All of them go hand in hand with the analysis and the rereading. And all of them are built on this rule, which is do now understand later and here's John Peterson again explaining to us when we can break rules follow the rules until you are capable of being a shining exemplar of what they represent but break them when those very rules now constitute the most dire impediment to the embodiment of their central virtues. So to finish this one, here's a couple of questions you should ask yourself. 
what rules do you follow which you should contemplate breaking? And what rules are you breaking without understanding them? Well, that's that from me. Thank you for listening. You have a great weekend, and I will see you here next week. This is Coach AA signing off. Bye.